part two. All right. Ian's ready to jump back in on us. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right, gentle sirs. <clears throat> it is my turn. Because uh, <laughs> I want to talk to you guys about this really awesome movie called Willow Creek. Crickets. <laughs> he just okay. stares at us. Just waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Willow Creek, like I said, uh, came out in 2013. Um, it's an independent found footage horror film written and directed by Bobcat Goldthwaite. Guys, did I do fine? Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it stars Alexi Gilmore and Bryce Johnson. Both of them have like pretty extensive, like nothing super prominent, but they've done a lot of shit, a lot of like um, shows, a lot and of stuff Hallmark like- Christmas movies. Uh, yeah, actually, that all have Sasquatch themes too. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, Sasquatch Santa, <laughs> Sasquatch Santa, have a merry Squatch Miss. I would definitely. Is it Christmas Yeti? <laughs> that is our next. That's our December shirt, guys. Uh, so oh, that one got me. Got me in the chest. <laughs> Is I'll just Christmas, go write that down. Is it Christmas Yeti? Uh, I just want to gl- glance over that. That was that was comic gold. I'm writing it down right now as a t-shirt <laughs> idea, just so Christmas I don't forget. Yeti. Oh. Um. So yeah. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> I had a coffee. I mean, I'm here for that, that. Like those are also. <laughs> I, I mean, I now want a Hallmark movie that is like Sasquatch mm-hmm. as. Santa. Yeah. So no, um, again, people, please make my dreams come true. I'm really mm. asking you. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll start a GoFundMe to actually do all this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what I want to talk about because like, um, like Alexi plays Kelly and Bryce plays Jim. These are our primary characters throughout the whole thing. Um, what I like about this Bryce Johnson, gentle sir, he, besides doing his normal acting and producing, he is obsessed with bigfoot he has a podcast called bigfoot collectors club Hmm. and he Hmm. also has this um show on um the travel channel which it's called expedition bigfoot oh really yeah he has made this a whole career yes 110 percent. and i actually kind of want to dive into it because i think he also will talk about i'm assuming we'll talk about other cryptids and stuff like that but i felt like it was it's a pretty cool tie-in that he was like so perfect for this role because this movie plays out yes as a found footage but it's like they're going on this adventure basically to create a documentary which is cool yeah uh, yeah, so we open up and we meet Jim and Kelly. Uh, they're going, they're just, they start in Bluff Creek and they're heading towards Willow Creek where the famous Patterson Gimlin um, footage was shot and basically the trail where they uh, found Bigfoot. So they basically mm-hmm. wanted to follow it and do a documentary on it. Um, you get you catch on pretty quickly that his girlfriend Kelly is huge skeptic. She keeps on just comparing Bigfoot to Leprechaun, and so he's just like getting very offended the entire time. And I can only assume that this is probably what his real life is like as well. Mm-hmm. It felt a little too real. Yeah, it was weird because um, at first I was like, "This guy's bad. He's a bad actor. He's doing a bad job." But then. Over time, I was like, his character is actually more like this just oddly, I don't know, d- 
delusional kind of try hard, you know what I mean, kind mm-hmm. of guy. And so, I was like single minded. Yeah. yeah, like I know people like this a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but then I do hate that he gets proven right. <laughs> <laughs> Because you want him to be wrong, because he's like yeah. a lot of red flags from a relationship standpoint. Like, as much as I feel around. like you guys talk about him, like feeling like this, like try hard. But I almost felt like some of the people that they met up with along the way, I felt like he either has already had a connection with. Just like I feel like the way they interacted felt a little bit more natural than say we're specifically acting because it's more so because like let me give an example um well, what was the guy's name so not anita but the guy after steve stroyfer are you talking about peter jason from they live the guy the, the guy who was like said he was like a forest ranger but then he didn't mm. want to say he was a forest no, ranger no not him <laughs> oh, no, no the guy with the creepy no. eyes <laughs> The the guy who has the oh, bookstore the shop, yeah, the bookstore. Yeah, yeah. they they come off very genuine. He in, did. In a he way. definitely did. Yeah. Well, uh, they do because they're those are real people. That's what I figured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, and, uh, yeah. Stephen Strufert and Tom Yamarone, and um, and then also Sean L. White. They all are just actually playing themselves. Because they're really, they really live out there. They really mm-hmm. have a bookstore. Oh, they really the guitar guys, like a real guy mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So they're all playing themselves. So in a way, like I didn't know, I didn't know that Jim had this like connection to the Bigfoot world. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they they all have they they all like live in that town that they're doing a documentary on. Which is the one thing I really like about this film is mm-hmm. like like th- it's as real as it can get because they bring in real cryptid experts Mm -hmm. you know and people who live the culture Mm -hmm. to do interviews with so yeah no that's great to know that and and that would have been great to know going into it a little bit more because or yeah because it makes his character make a little bit more sense too Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. Know. But like, like I said, I think what like I got out of all these certain interaction was like there. It's like it was a plus for this film that it felt genuine. It felt like he was almost like hanging out with an old friend or they were able to level set because it wasn't, say, like an actor with like a real person who mm-hmm. there might have been some contention if that person going in didn't believe all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But because Jim, but Bryce in real life kind of likes all this stuff. It, it feels like you can buy into it a lot easier. And um, right. so, I mean, other other than like along the way, they're pretty much going from one spot to the other. We're obviously learning the girlfriend's a skeptic. Um, it's he's going on this trip specifically for his birthday. Um, <laughs> the one joke that I kind of like I noted was like when she was like, why haven't they never found a Bigfoot body? And he kind of almost basically alluded. He's like, no body, no crime type situation. Like, <laughs> like um, but yeah, there's uh, a lot of confirmation bias going on there. Uh, yeah, Those scenes, some of them were really good. And eventually I thought they did a good job as like a, a couple. It, whenever. No, I'm not, I don't think I'm spoiling anything too much because it doesn't really play in that much of the story. But when he eventually like proposes to her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like way too early and she's obviously like not into the idea um, because up until that point, it feels like she's way more into him than vice versa. Um, but it makes sense later after that happens. But at the beginning, I was like, their interactions are so like 
unnatural in a way mm-hmm. like yeah. as a couple they just didn't feel like they knew each other really and, right and it's also like pretty contentious too yeah, yeah i feel like because, they were fighting all the time like i felt yeah. that way just little like microaggression type of stuff and like trying yes yeah, something about people like that trying to be funny drives me nuts like <laughs> people that are good that good looking are hardly ever funny <laughs> <laughs> like you're almost never funny and they were great examples of that like even when right. they were trying to be funny yeah. it's like no no you've never had to be funny in your whole life because you've been good looking yeah you know what i mean i almost took it as like she knew what was going to piss him off so to me i was like no they've been together for probably a little while now because she knows mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. what to say i don't think she was like saying all these things just to be like yeah i don't believe no i thought she's like yeah fuck you and your little fucking well he's video. also like i'm his like yeah she definitely opposed like she's obviously a little bit more career oriented and not saying that's better or worse but like that's her mentality and he's kind of like this like man child right you know that she's just placating because it's his birthday or whatever right and and that's and that's the other thing is like it comes up pretty early on that like she she makes it apparent that like she wants to move to la to follow her acting career Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like he it outright says that he hates LA. He hates those people that she'll have to be around mm-hmm. all that kind of shit. So it makes sense that like, she would also be doing what Meg is talking about of like all the button pushing shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of like her getting dragged along on this goofy Bigfoot trip. Yeah. Because yeah. he did the exact in that moment. You're exactly talking about is like, yeah. I felt like he was doing that exact thing the other way. Like how yeah. much he was attacking this idea of LA would mm-hmm. directly after she's like, no, this is what I need to do for my fucking career. Let me just right. talk shit on it. Yeah. <clears throat> However, how good did those Bigfoot burgers look? <laughs> that did not include Bigfoot penis. <laughs> I do like that. Like, So why? This is the thing that felt disingenuous to me about this part, too, is like she very much played this part of like the the aspiring you know, actor type of role. Like she was convincing. He also felt like that type of person to me. Mm-hmm. So like when he was like, no, I like to live up in the woods off the, le-, you know what I mean? And off the right. grid. And uh, you know, I don't deal with LA and they put fruit in my sushi or something. I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, you feel like you look and act yes. exactly like even more than her. Yes. Would fit yeah. in there. Yeah. You're the one trying to make a, like clumsily try to make a movie too. Like mm-hmm. you're like you have that delusional uh, uh, aspirations that you would expect somebody who would want to move to L.A. to be famous would have. Right. Which which is always just like a big downfall of any movie uh, yeah. that I watch is like if it's a movie about writers, screenwriters or actors or filmmakers, mm-hmm. I'm almost always turned off because it's such an annoying like path easiest traveled. It's mm-hmm. easier. It's easiest for us to imagine what a writer is or what a you know because yeah. they have no they have no experience outside of that life, hmm. right? So it yeah, it's why it's not. I don't know. I don't always love that path. <laughs> it's hard to make it feel convincing, right? Yeah, because there's no like she couldn't just be like a dental hygienist. Maybe she couldn't be you know like yeah. she, any other career. Just have but a regular be, job. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, nobody has regular jobs. Everybody has to be like an actor, and it's like ugh. Yeah. already yeah <laughs> steve you're not tainted by the industry at all <laughs> well, not at all. well things just definitely fe- worked out for me <laughs> <laughs> it just feels yeah it feels um like an easy way out 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, a, the old writer's sage of write what you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, all of Stephen King's characters are writers because he only knows writers. <laughs> it's <laughs> like why takes... all Quentin Tarantino's characters love feet. It's like, <laughs> <Right>. obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love feet and saying the N word because oh that's what God. Quentin Tarantino's into. <laughs> Those are his two favorite pastimes. Yeah, those are his two actual hobbies. Yeah, it's on his it's on his hinge profile. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> well, anywho, guys, we were just about to touch on these Bigfoot burgers, mm-hmm. which Hell I yeah. I definitely want to make it. I want to see if someone can make me some bread that's in the shape of a foot. Yeah, not because I have a foot fetish. Okay, guys, we need to be <laughs> yeah, very definitely clear about not. this. Definitely not. But yeah, so bringing everything full circle, this is where we tie into everyone else's film where we talk about Bigfoot penises. Yeah, mm-hmm. and thank God it always that, comes up. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. always everything because that's like I mean, who isn't like thinking about that when they're like, mm-hmm. this is a very big animal. So of course, right. of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. and also there's the there's the like social um implication you know of big feet you know what i mean (laughs) what does big feet typically mean you know that's that that's the i mean it's just it's it's literally the first step in that direction exactly you can't think about big feet without big big feet big foot i thought that was like big hands i guess big feet yeah both yeah both both okay but and there's also when you think about it like you, you assume bigfoot's a part of the ape family as we mm-hmm. are right and then but gorillas they have tiny micro dicks right so you have to wonder which way does it swing do yeah. bigfoots also have tiny micro dicks like gorillas or do they have proportional like us yeah i don't know it's a great question yeah, yeah. hey do it's we have any ape experts out there or maybe cryptid uh experts come talk to us hey all you all you guys out on the uh morning commute this morning shoot us his line in the old dms tell us how big you think bigfoot's dick is we'll talk about it on the air which cryptid got the biggest dick really, yeah. colin let us know colin let us know <laughs> morning zoo crew coming at you live oh, God. traffic on the eight. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing. Um so from here, uh we're starting to meet more characters. I felt like that like maybe it's a plus and minus to it. There's so much leading up to like this is such a short movie, but it felt like there was so much leading up to like the excitement of it. I'm saying that before you guys come at me on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was quite a buildup. <laughs> About 80 minutes of buildup. I think the Here's movie the was 80 minutes, bro. Like. Yeah. yeah, so 78 minutes of buildup, sorry. Here's the thing. If, it, if this actually happened, this is the way it would happen. Yes. However, yes. this is boring, and it's 2013. You didn't think Anita was interesting? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, like the, a, uh, I like a shitty old lady who's just like, <laughs> no, I'm not into it. I don't believe. Thank you. Kiss my ass. Don't touch yeah. Bigfoot's dick, please. <laughs> don't jack him off in front of everybody. <laughs> this is a family place. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I knew. Oh, so, so we. I don't. You mentioned it at the, at, at the top a little bit, but just to kind of reiterate, the whole thing here is the couples are going on this trip to try to first of all find out where and directions to where the Patterson Gimlet film footage was shot in like 
1965 or whatever the fuck it was. So that this whole thing is towards that, you know, going in that direction. What year, because I'm pretty sure about this and I did not do any research to back it up, but maybe you guys did. The Patterson-Gimlet footage had been like long debunked, right? More or less. Yeah, I mean... Like so much so that one of them came out and said, no, that was a suit we made? So mm. I think that for sure, they for sure confirmed it, I believe, within the past five or ten years. Okay. So, so it might have been after this film that yeah. one of those guys came out. But yeah, it's for sure one of those guys has come out and said, yeah, there was just uh, whoever in the suit. Mm. Yeah. Just our buddy we had, Bob we or whatever. We had a cool suit we made, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which is really funny because the whole thing before that, I remember watching shit when I was little about it and it was like, no, you can see the muscles ripple below the <laughs> below the fur. That's how you can tell it's real. And then yeah. they interviewed the guys like, no, <laughs> I just made that. I made yeah. it. I mean, it looked um, good. That's you made, why we you made, made, the you made that muscle right there. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah, the things people will convince themselves of, mm. yeah. you know. It's like, no. <laughs> He's like, no, I made it. It's not. That wasn't it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep breezing through this. Cause, like the next person we meet is that Steve, you pronounced his name, I think, probably more properly. That Steve's I, I typed it as like Stroyfer, but I didn't confirm the spelling or yeah, anything I just, like that. Yeah, I just how it sounded. Go what I, it just sounds like Strufert to me, just the way looking at it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I don't know who's right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so he kind of the only thing like the notable, I think he also added that he kind of talked about the like the local lore a little bit where this like Jerry crew cast, I noted, like kind of coined the name locally as Bigfoot. Um, and it was related to this like big creature vandalizing their camp, throwing drums like it was a I think, construction type site going on. Mm -hmm. He was and throwing yeah, barrels and equipment into the river or whatever. Yeah. And so then he also showed him the type of camera that uh, Roger Patterson used. And it was like super like big and heavy. He also mm -hmm. noted that he it, either that he used it or it could be used or was used for like amateur films, including porn. And mm -hmm. I was like, cool, sweet. <laughs> that seems like a lot of a lot of weight to you know you know what that makes a lot of sense that that's a real guy and that's his real shop because you yeah. could tell he had told that series like mm -hmm. he had a shtick ready yes. to go yeah you know when people come into the store and i think the other thing i love that i think they they bring up because i think uh, jim and kelly kind of play this out to a certain extent is that like curse of bluff creek or the curse of bigfoot like yeah. you're going to get divorced your friends will think you're crazy you spend all your days searching for something you'll never find yeah that's like uh Henry Zabrowski talks about that a lot on mm -hmm. last podcast. Yeah. That you get into all this cryptid uh, stuff and you ufology know, um, specifically where he's yeah, just like, you, your life is going to fall <laughs> apart at your own hands. Basically, if you do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, one, you're not going to have a life anymore. No one's going to like you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. And that like, he also warns them that like typically like when people like something bad happens, like you're in the middle of the woods and you're unprepared, like, you know, have food you don't have water you don't have tools there's no bathroom and a lot of people going out there just don't have that conceptually in mind they think they're going on vacation and it's yeah. epcot center but no it's the wilderness kind of thing yeah yeah um and then we then go on to meet the tommy amarone is that how he 
again Yamaroon. Yammer, yeah. yeah um <laughs> i like how they call him the bob dylan of the bigfoot community because i feel like <laughs> you could tell how proud and excited he was to like showcase his songs and his music so i thought that was kind of cute and play that was the, the crit now knowing that that was real and that he does this mm-hmm. like i appreciate him for doing this yeah. it's like anytime anybody's that passionate about something like that's always cool to see mm-hmm. but at the same time they kept him fucking up in there yeah. and it was like so cringy yeah. also I, I have to wonder him. and like bobcat's a good filmmaker yeah and he has a great uh he has a great documentary called uh call me lucky yeah um which is it, it has nothing to do with any of this but it, mm. i'd say go check it out it's kind of kind of a rough uh story though because it's a lot about uh abuse in the church mm-hmm. so uh proceed at your own risk on that but um yeah so and that's done very straightforward and it's a very good film mm-hmm. when he's making this film though is it feels almost like is he taking the footage of the real people is he ta- are they doing it at face value of trying to make a real documentary and telling them that that's what i that that was a question i wrote down is like are they in on the joke or are they not in on the right. joke because if they're I've not got- in on the joke i don't think that that's not a that's not a cool way to do film. no no, it's not. And so I, I don't know. I, I, I would like to think that they were in mm-hmm. on the joke a little bit, but I'm like more in that camp the, too. I like. I feel like the the guy who owned the bookstore. Like, yes, he was definitely in on the joke. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he had to talk about, I won't say specific plot points, but I do think that he had to know the score. I guess they could have come in and said we're a real couple and all that whole thing, but like, right. if he was there, if Bobcat. Goldthwait, who's a very recognizable person, is there. Like anybody who's our age or older is probably going to be able to recognize him on site. Well, mm-hmm. well he actually really isn't because I mean, well, because he, he has he, the big he, beard now and stuff like yeah, that. He did, but he like, did a pretty pretty big change because if you look at him from the eighties, he's he's heavier. He's got the mullet. He's got. The I know, but he's got the voice the, is so recognizable. Even though he's he not doing do the, the dramatic. No, he doesn't do the, the <laughs> voice, but his just regular speaking voice, I feel like, is mm-hmm. really recognizable too. I don't. Yeah, yeah he doesn't do the you know yeah. thing <laughs> like in real life, but he still has a pretty recognizable voice. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I, I would like yeah. to think he didn't do that, but maybe I don't know. I, I would hope he didn't, but. Yeah, it, it's just one of those like it's one of those things that bothers me looking at it again. It's yeah, like, did did they let those people know that it, this is a goof and it's going to be a horror film? So for sure. Yeah. So moving forward, we're meeting this the next character, which was Sean L. White Guy Senior, which the name is very interesting to me, especially as like someone representing, I think like more like the indigenous community for this too. Um, Mm -hmm. When the Hoopa reservation tells a Sasquatch story of going to like um, a Christian camp when she was younger in like the Ferndale area. I'm not super familiar with like how close that is relatively, but they were following their, her uncle tiny and like in a different car. So we have two cars and something came between the two cars. It flipped their car. And basically as they're like coming to watch this Bigfoot character coming towards them. So yeah, that's her story. Yeah. That, that also seemed kind of, I don't know. I don't know. It was kind of genuine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that makes me nervous. Like, maybe he did. Because the guy in the shop, he's got a shtick. 
he is a showman of sorts, a raconteur mm-hmm. of sorts, right? Um, but then uh, she seemed like not a professional actor, but maybe she was, and that's what made it better. No, she's know. not. I mean, she that she's listed as herself yeah. on the IMDb, yeah. so I think yeah. she's just another member of the Bigfoot well, community. Well, for them to put them in there, they would obviously have to sign releases, so... True. But, I mean, I certainly know plenty of people who are involved in documentaries who are not happy about how they were portrayed. You know what I mean? Sure. So, Bor- yeah, just look at Borat. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be curious because I, I, I do believe at the end of the day, like, I think they all had to, like, know it probably just legally had to know, like, what was going on with this. But I think, like, there could be, like, dramatization of, like, say, her story specifically if mm-hmm. they're trying to put a, like, and even the ranger who's, who's, what we talk about next which i don't remember if he was as himself no he's a real actor he's in they live he's in Mm -hmm. oh yeah peter jason okay cool yeah Yeah. so like i think at this point we're slowly building up to the people who like believe and who are experiencing stuff and then jump into jim and kelly kind of Mm -hmm. on their story so i yeah i guess that's where i stand on it but so yeah then we meet the ranger um, so like he was like been doing it for like 17 years and one day his dog ran off and but then he was kind of lying about it maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe the character was like he oh so you're a ranger he's like yeah but he's like you can ma- mind if I mention that he's like I don't see why it's important yeah. <laughs> I think the implication was that he was a local kook that was lying about having been a forest mm. ranger or something mm. and see I was I took it the other way in that he just didn't really want people identifying who he was or trying to Ooh. lend credence to his story yeah be by well, him here, being a ranger i think like and i don't know if this is exactly what you're saying but also if he's possible he maybe wants to maintain his own like reputation if mm-hmm. like if he would coming out as like looking crazy by talking about these sasquatch stories would that taint mm-hmm. his like time as a ranger where but right could be yeah um yeah so the dog runs off he hears the dog growling and whimpering um and he comes to find that the dog had died and she was ripped in half. So that's mm. pretty intense. And I yeah. almost Not as cried. Not intense as when the dog's ripped in half in my movie, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay, yeah, we'll you talk about it. You never see it. You have we to imagine talk. it. Whereas my movie shows, it's like, come on. This movie is really good about like, you're creating the story in your head. So for me, I was like, in my mind, thinking about Bruce getting ripped in half. So that was really terrifying mm-hmm. and sad for me. Mm-hmm. Yours was Here's a the- stuffed animal. Here's the thing. Prove it. The, this person, <laughs> the person in this scene is an actor. Yeah. So this was a written, made up story. Correct. Yes. Also, this movie came out after Suburban Sasquatch. This very easily could be a nod uh, to Suburban Sasquatch. You Ooh, already I mean, took the words right out of my that's mouth. That's a good call. And I'm not upset <laughs> about that. Heavily influenced. I mean, ripping a dog in half is pretty specific. I've it only is. seen yes. that in two movies, Suburban Sasquatch <laughs> and another one. I think it's called... Uh, sour balls or dodgeballs or i don't know girls have balls and it's a yeah. it's a it's a french film it, yeah it's, it's a great okay. it's a great french horror french film from of a like french these, horror film yeah <laughs> these girls these girls get lost in the wilds of germany and are pursued by neo-nazis and then somebody rips a dog in half so it's a great movie go check it out <laughs> You've girls sold have me. balls. Yeah, girls have balls. Great movie. <laughs> Interesting. I'm I'm here for this. Moving on. <laughs> uh, we now are like 
getting closer. They're about a day away from going out into the woods. They stop at a bar and there's a guy. I didn't catch all of the lyrics, but they're clear like this dude's song is kind of <laughs> whack. <laughs> it's like it's like they made a movie and that's all I need to know. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, they said it's true, so I agree. Like it was yeah, it was pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah. 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 So they leave and someone had written leaf on their car, which I feel like it's like they're trying to portray someone as being unintelligent, but it, it was just an odd. I don't think it was like I feel necessary. Like he did. As a joke, you think he did it yeah. to himself? Yeah, oh, like kind of oh, make fun it. of them. I took it as it was the the guy who comes up and is like, "It's I'm serious," you know that guy. <laughs> yeah, a joke. the guy who sang the song. I thought the yeah. guy yeah. who sang the song did it. I don't yeah. know. No, I just took it that he did it and thought he was being funny. Okay, I could go yeah, with that it could too. Be. Like he's yeah. so Definitely. unfunny, he could have thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's like funny in a mean way. So. They're right outside of the hotel. They're like saying goodbye to Bigfoot, kind of in this like mocking, joking way. And they're about to go to the camp. So that musician guy comes out and he's like, it's not a joke. And I feel like along like now we're getting to the point where the people are like specifically saying like, don't go there. So it's like now I feel like the town... So they, this is an odd dynamic. It's like everyone that they're meeting up to this point is just like super hyped on Bigfoot. And then all of a sudden, this very specific town is like, mm, no, we know the truth. The closer mm-hmm. you get to the re- yeah, to the actual physical location and all that stuff, they start to get the, yeah, the harbingers of doom type characters mm-hmm. start to come out, which, ulti- well, I won't get ahead, but ultimately I think we're, we're kind of planted as like red herrings, I think. Sure. They officially get to the Trinity National Forest, which is where they're going to start their expedition. And um, clearly note that they have no cell phone reception. So that gives us indication there's going to be no calling for help if anything were mm-hmm. to go wrong. And uh, they run to this very angry gentle sir on the trail telling them to go back. And he he says some very lovely things to them um, like have a nice slice of pie at the fuck off cafe. I'm like very cool with that. I like that line. Um, he also threw a rock at them, which again, these are like indicators. Uh, also like run that guy over, right? He's standing right yeah. in front of your car. Yeah. Like just, you're definitely smaller than a car. I, you know what, Brian, you think you're saying a lot about yourself right now. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Oh, I'll run up. I'll run a motherfucker <laughs> down. Yeah. For no reason. Almost. No, um, dude, that just, dude put hands on him first. So yeah. yeah. I'm, that's what I was saying. Not a big deal. But then the guy slaps him in the chest. I'm going to run you over. That would, that would have set me off that fucking big chief slap that have a good day sport chief fucking attitude fucking throws me around yeah. a bend yeah that dude would have been out, under I'm my gonna, tires i'm gonna go okay thanks sir and i'm gonna go reach in the back get a tire iron <laughs> and just lay it upside his big dumb head uh i see you guys and i hear you i hope you're yeah, okay the black loggers the black loggers <laughs> angering up my blood i switch spears and uh, angering up the blood so they decide they're gonna keep going along with the trip because he jim knows another way to get down to the trailhead basically so they get there, um, they start going um, down towards the camp, they run into poop and they're like, ooh, this could be Bigfoot poop. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure it was that angry guy on the trail. That looks probably his shit, like multiple poops at once. 
<laughs> that was his John Wayne, 40 pounds of feces leaving his body as one yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so clearly, uh, <laughs> Kelly. Really That's a really funny like thing to add onto IMDb. Like that was actually the shit. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can we edit the wiki on this? Trivia. Fake, fake wiki <laughs> trivia. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kelly's getting frustrated. It's getting a little bit later. It's getting a little darker. So she basically makes him turn off the camera and obviously tells him that they need to stop and like set up camp. So um, they set up camp and Jim calls Kelly over to go find a creek, which basically is where like they're close, if not yeah. like they're, that's what they're indicating. They're close to where Again, Bigfoot same was. Same creek as in my movie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it lore is the lore. This is uh this is what yeah. we got. Um yeah. he ta- Jim takes a naked swim in there. They get back to the camp and this is where we get kind of these like Blair witchy type things going on where socks and socks in the uh tree and the camp is basically like destroyed at that point. Mm-hmm. They reset up camp and they go to bed. Uh and then we kind of jump to Kelly like freaking out because she went to go piss and um, she heard something that sounded like it was behind her and it's basically a raccoon. This is where we talk about uh, had Jim had asked Kelly to marry him and we go through that. Mm-hmm. I uh, Again, these are, I felt like some of their relationship stuff was like just telling us like their dynamic versus actually important to this movie. Yeah, like there was definitely, you know what though, It I, I, I can appreciate that they added that in there because I think it did add to the I mean, it was after the fact, obviously, but it did make their relationship make more sense. It also could mm-hmm. make you care a little bit. So, like, I see it. Yeah, I just was like, yeah, it's it's the one thing that like makes it more of a movie because I I mean, even though I said like if this is the way it happened, this is how it would happen, you probably wouldn't see all this right. like relationship stuff though. Sure. If this happened yeah. in the real world, like you would get like a bunch of in jokes that you wouldn't understand. And that's about it. And like there would be fights. But like this relationship conflict that they create is obviously manufactured for the film. And it is meant to make you care a little bit. But Mm -hmm. it also plays on to the themes. uh, It plays on to like how the how the film ends as well as that little thing you get in the bookstore of like, you know, uh, you're if you pursue this, you're doomed to lose mm-hmm. your relationships and things like yeah. that. So. Right. For sure. I, t- I took it almost as like it was a weird kind of role reversal type thing, because up until this point, like she's portrayed as the you know, she's obviously the aspiring actor, wants to move to L.A. And he's like the, you know, kind of like he's cynical of that but mm-hmm. believing of supernatural stuff. Right. So like he's kind of the weird delusional one. And then obviously as we're getting further and further into this and it comes to light after this, when they wake up in the morning and they're panicking and lost and he's still f- insisting on filming and she gets increasingly pissed at him. It started to like tell a tale of like, no, this guy's not only is he a little bit fucking unhinged about this stuff, mm. That, but also he is willing to put himself and his loved ones in danger mm-hmm. to make this movie and everything a success. Mm-hmm. And like for him to be filming, 
and even later on when he like won't turn the light off in the you know in the can in the uh, uh in the tent and he's like doing this big life event which is proposing to her as a almost like a add-on to his weird bigfoot shit yeah right it just was like this guy is like almost dangerously insane to a certain extent where like he now she is like oh i am in the woods and i am full on alone here Mm -hmm. yeah and and like it makes sense that he would propose to her though yeah because like this is his big this is his big thing he wants to incorporate everything together yeah because it's taking his big love of bigfoot and then he wants to incorporate her into all of it you know Mm -hmm. but she's clearly not into it Right. So it's like so ham-fisted and so selfish and so like almost borderline sociopathic. I would say definitely that. narcissistic for sure. Narcissistic yeah. is a better way of putting yeah. it, yes. More narcissistic to the point where like you were about to inflict this very awkward moment on a person during a trip that she kind of doesn't even want to be on and is on basically as a favor to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just he's all mixed up. Yeah. In a not cool way. <laughs> For sure. For sure. All right. <laughs> I don't know where to go from that because that was very Sorry, deep. Sorry, we went, on a, very we went emotional on a deep, <laughs> deep cut. Deep cut. Deep cut, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, if anything, it, help, it helps your film, though, Meg, because it no, does it, have a good psychology to it. It does. It does. It, it just, does. Yes, yeah. it makes you think Because it didn't for, for, for an hour. <laughs> right. <laughs> For an hour, Fuck we watched you. a bunch of Bigfoot interviews, and, mm-hmm. and and then it's also just presented in like severely long two take, <laughs> or just a severely long one take of a two shot. Yeah. Oh, that was like, wild! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, once after all that happens, but they ended up like you know hooking up. They shut it down, but they get woken up in the middle of the night because they start hearing noises. So Jim starts hooking up, shut it down. Hook it up, shut it down. Hook it up, shut it down. Um, it's not a song I would actually want to hear. Uh, <laughs> it should be like shut it down, hook it up, not vice versa. Sounds pretty anticlimactic. Uh, no, no, that no, that sounds right. Hook it up, and then you shut it down. You you, you bust nuts and you go sleep. <laughs> See, I thought it was hook it up. No, no, been shut Guys, down. Guys, it's a it's a club song, and I'm not here for it. You know, shut down. I do. Sh- I, I, I'll never mind. I'm go there. <laughs> no, no, uh, I'm not encouraging this. I'm shut up. Curious to see where you were going with that. <laughs> um, I was gonna go back into the film. I think that's what I was gonna do. <laughs> um. Yes. <laughs> All right. So th- as we see this Meg's such- relatives walking around behind her. Yeah, that was more so I was shutting it down. <laughs> I know. I could tell you were like, like looking over your shoulder, uh... like the thing I'm about to say, I'm not going to say because my grandma's right there. <laughs> grandma's right there, and she can't hear the other side of the conversations yeah, either. She can't hear what we're saying, but she can hear what I say. So I shouldn't say something about fucking. <laughs> can't talk about bursting notes in front of grandma. <laughs> All right, guys. Moving on. She can't um, hear what we're saying, but I can see her right back. <laughs> um, so, uh, the next, I feel like the like almost the next, I don't know, twenty minutes of the movie is. I feel like just a, it's very drawn out, but like the same thing is happening, and it like I think builds up a lot of tension for them, where they're slowly being stalked by these Sasquatches, like in the woods. You know, they they hear the whooping noises, they're hearing other vocalization, they're hearing a like a woman cry at one point. 
Yeah, that was creepy. They're and they're they're bringing in other stuff like the you know the knocks and like the rock throwing, and um, so this stuff is just slowly happening over and over again, and they can't really fall asleep to the point where one of them actually touches the tent and freaks them the fuck out. And they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, we need to get out of here. So right as like sun's about to come up, they decide to shut down camp and they're going to be leaving. But what happens is, and I'm trying to think of exactly what this reminded me of, but it reminded me of a movie that was like a found footage film where they're almost in this, like all of a sudden in this alternative reality where like, I don't know, maybe there's still something a little bit, not mystical isn't the right word, but um, there is like a weird presence though too. Like, you know, they're they're walking and they find out that like three hours later they're back to the same spot. So I don't know if that it, was just it a It was Blair Witch. I mean, yeah. it, really, it, yeah. it was, it was yeah, basically exactly. the plot of Blair yeah. Witch in a sense. Yeah. Not plot. No, that's not fair to but say. But like a similar, a way like that. definitely a similar that idea. Literal, that one thing, which yeah. is a relatively small thing, but obviously is an inciting incident happens in Blair Witch. Yeah. So the next night when they like basically are now stuck in the woods, um, they didn't set up their tent. They didn't get comfortable. They're just like, they're now near the creek. They get kind of startled off. So now they're basically out in the open. They're still being stalked by these Sasquatches. They eventually see a woman who was the same woman who was on like a missing persons poster. And I I had to like read a little bit more into this to like fully grasp what's going on, which is why it kind of plays into that maybe there is a little bit more mysticism around these Sasquatch characters where they're taking women or people could be men too hostage or perhaps maybe the town like gives them women from time to time. You know, I kind of feel that way um, relating to the guy that was on the um, trail. Same with the guy that was like in town. Like they are almost, it almost felt cult-like. It felt Mm -hmm. like these Sasquatches were something like we exist in your world and we're going to make sure you stay happy by feeding you people when you want them. And Hmm. I think Jim and Kelly coming in was like, they were then going into their territory. And so now they're like, now you're ours, basically. Um, I don't know how you guys took all of that. Yeah, it it was definitely um, a little ambiguous at the end, which Mm -hmm. I did not dislike. I thought it was fine. But Mm -hmm. like, so I guess even kind of taking a step back, like I, I in the moment, the whole long, like sustained shot that Steve was talking about, which had it had to be 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like it was long it was yeah really long was Mm -hmm. at in the moment i found it very frustrating but looking back on it was really it was actually very i couldn't name another shot like that in another movie Mm -hmm. so it was extremely unique in that sense and they did a great job of maintaining the tension Mm -hmm. even though you were like why are you i you know why, you know, they were supposed to be kind of frozen in fear. They didn't know what to do. But the whole time you're going like, of course, as the armchair quarterback, you're like, start a fire, be loud, scream, arm yourself, do something. And they're just sitting there. You know, imagine being woken out of a dead sleep to this mayhem happening. You know what I mean? Around your tent. So mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it was it was a great build up. It never while they were in the tent, it never really paid off. But I kind of thought that was. Like it was in what ultimately happened, meaning they lasted through the night, woke up the next day and then h- tried to hike out, but couldn't like 
the fact that it continued and they didn't just die that first night was kind of like inconvenient, which made it feel more realistic Mm -hmm. in a way. Like it didn't feel like Mm -hmm. a, if somebody was making a movie, they would have just had it all be the pinnacle in that, that night. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like you kind of, you kind of mentioned it there, but I feel like there is like this arc in, I think maybe either films like this or, um, Steve, Steve, maybe you can speak more to it, but like they basically went through this entire arc of like fight flight or fawn. And basically that like freeze moment, it's like, yeah, we don't know what to do. Holy shit. Like deer in the headlights. Um, to the point where they're like, let's get the fuck out of here. And then I think the last one being like, there's nothing else we can do besides try to protect ourselves and fight this back. But, you know, knowing that there's like just doom at the end of it. Yeah. The thing that the only thing that bothered me because they did, you know, they they knew that when she when it touched the tent or through something or whatever, she would scream and it would run away and come back. Like mm-hmm. that, that happened for 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to assume they'd be smart enough to realize like, oh, we're startling it to a certain extent and it's feeling us out. So if we can demonstrate that we are like a danger, maybe it'll fuck off permanently. Mm -hmm. So like, why wouldn't you start getting, yeah, screaming, start a fire. I feel like Bigfoot probably not cool with fires. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Probably not, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like start a big ass fire in the woods. Mm -hmm. Start a goddamn forest fire. I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Do it up. Do Um, it up. Like I would be burning everything. um, we should be conscious about saying that type of stuff because forest fires are uh, real in California. I understand and- <laughs> that, but if there's a goddamn Sasquatch at my tent, I'm building a big ass fire. <laughs> between me, Bigfoot, and some trees. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm burning some fucking trees. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I that part was like, okay, fine, whatever. Like people, you don't know how you're going to react in that environment until you're in that environment. So I get it. Sure. The thing that bothered me was when the next day they had a whole day to plan stuff and figure it out. And they acted like the sun was only up for 20 minutes. Like right. I mean, mm-hmm. they hiked and hiked and hiked and then they got turned around somehow, whatever. But like that's a whole day and you ended up sitting in the dark with yeah. you didn't build a shelter. Yeah. You didn't have a weapon. You literally were just like walked around for the entire day and then said well fuck me i'm gonna sit in in the dark and wait till i get eaten and even basic survivalist skills which this which bryce or well jim should have yeah as as somebody who says he wants to live off the land and all that basic survivalist skills says when you find water go downstream Mm -hmm. yeah because you're almost always going to find town so like even though they got lost for a minute they still found the creek bed again so just, just go downstream. It'll walk hook the up. fucking creek. Hey, I'm like, going I'm I'm to make the narrative here, and I'm going to say the creek is going both ways. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mystical, mystical Squatch <laughs> Creek goes yes. both ways. <laughs> it literally flows uphill in both directions. Got it. <laughs> yeah, that was the whole thing I was saying. Was like, you found the creek. Yeah. you might. It's like that is almost as good as finding a road. Probably right. better than finding a road. Just walk in that direction. Yeah. But that, whatever. Yeah, that... that, that I found that infuriating. Um, I mean, I get the like, I get that whole point of that long segment, and it's just like it's the one thing that kind of makes this film stick out in a way. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, Brian, you hardly ever see like one takes that long. Yeah, but yeah, it uh, it, it the other thing that just really drives me up a wall is like we never see the Bigfoot. So if we never see the Bigfoot, then you have to do other things to make the Bigfoot, um more than it is 
mm-hmm. and they don't because they just use a bunch of stock sound. Yeah. Because it's stock lion roars and other big cat noises and I think some primates yeah. that like some ape calls. So it's yeah. like th- these are all things you would hear or have heard in the past, especially the r- lion roars. Like yeah. you've heard those in movies a hundred times over. Yeah. And so that just takes you out of it immediately because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, what? That's like... I've heard that everywhere. I've heard yeah, that the, in the, Doom. The whooping, the, like the whooping thing was okay. And yeah. It was fine. And then the cry. But then, yeah, you ultimately are like, guys, you're dragging me through the mud here for so long and I'm sticking with you. Yeah. But you better fucking pay off. And then there's one jump scare and no payoff. Mm. Yeah. A jump scare of a big titted lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, which normally I'm like, yeah, no, listen, I'm, all, I'm on board for big boobies. And then, then it's like, no, 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 that's, these are scary boobies. And you're like, yeah. Oh, okay. And then these are terror, over. Boobs. <laughs> terror boobs. And then I'm like, all right, terror no, boobs. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, it, anyway, but yeah, you, you, the, the scariest part for me was Jim gets, t- clearly dispatched pretty quickly mm-hmm. but managed manages to hold on to the camera as he's being like but you hear like yeah. a gurgle you know he's getting all fucked up yeah. and yep. then you hear in the back Ke- kelly kelly yeah 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 Ke- oh he kept calling her kel no he kept calling her babe which after a while i wanted to <laughs> stick my thumbs in my eyes um <laughs> but her in the background screaming and then truly being she's on her own you know yeah. what i mean like mm-hmm. that was rough that was that was creepy yeah and um and kind of like what you guys were talking about um with like i think jim i think there was like just this helplessness that they're like there's no way out and maybe there was they thought with the way they edited it that you just assumed that they were literally just going in circles the whole time until they mm-hmm. got to a point where they couldn't anymore um mm-hmm. ju- granted they had plenty of time to make this a longer than an hour and 20 minute film to make that Mm -hmm. seem a little bit longer, but I get what you're saying. Um, But yeah, and that's where I'm like towards the end hearing Kelly scream with us being exposed to that woman. I think she was basically kind of taken in and the way it was described in some of the writing I looked was like she was like the forest bride for these like Sasquatches kind of thing. Yeah, that was I was taking it as is like she is she wife of Sasquatch now like is she, you yeah. know what I mean? Is that what we're supposed to think <laughs> Which, is happening? I'm like kind of cool with that. <laughs> a quick shout out to our friends at uh, they called this a movie. Yeah. I, I, I was posting about our Bigfoot movies and they said uh, their favorite Bigfoot movie is Son of Bigfoot because it insinuates a human woman fucked a Bigfoot. Yeah. To create the Son of Bigfoot. <laughs> I saw that one. Yeah. yeah. And, I was, and I was like, oh, well, then that means Willow Creek must be the prequel to yeah. Son of Bigfoot. It's because in that same universe. Yeah. It's the same yeah. universe because that's how you get Son of Bigfoot. They okay. take yeah. forest brides and impregnate yeah. them and you get more Bigfoots. I will Can buy I say buy. that? Yeah. She was, so she's standing there. Like, she's obviously just like, she is a, um, a, a captive of the Bigfoots in mm-hmm. some capacity. Um, the big feet, excuse me. Um, but, and she's standing there and of course it's cold. They keep saying how cold it is. And she's out there, you know, basically butt ass naked boobies out, (laughs) but underwear on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, mean, (laughs) you know what? I was going to try to make something up and I just don't have anything. Well, she's clearly been gone for a while because if we are meant to believe that she is the woman that they saw smiling in the missing person's poster at the 
at the restaurant, then she's been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just feels far-fetched that the Bigfoots, even if, and listen, not to get too graphic here, but if we are meant to believe that she is a, f- <laughs> which I don't know if you read this, but I have now, I have taken this phrase forest bride and I'm going to run with it. And I don't feel great about that phrase. Um, if we are meant to believe that that is what she is dealing with, I feel like you ain't going to last that long. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. With a bunch of damn Sasquatches. Maybe you know what I mean? Sasquatch is only in the mouth stuff. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, actually, actually, here's my theory. Okay. Um <laughs> Nope. Same here. Uh but I'm I'm rolling. Um I was gonna say that she was topless because Bigfoot looks topless, so maybe that's what they were comfortable with. However, mm. maybe Bigfoot is also bottomless. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was easier because if she's just standing there, they probably can just like titty fuck her like right then and there. Like <laughs> But only like, specifically like, her, like uh, she, any of their she, forest she, she rides. But, <laughs> you know, but they didn't establish that they're taking all big titted women. Any of, so. <laughs> any of the forest brides. Oh my god! Now I'm imagining it's like bride of. It's like the brides of Dracula, like yeah. from the like 1932 or whenever it was the original one. But instead, it's just a bunch of dirty big titted. <laughs> Like, instead of rising from coffins, it's just big-titted women getting out of, like, piles of leaves. and drums. Yeah. yeah. They just roll out of a, roll out of a barrel. Oh, man. That's Guys. Funny. Bigfoot is a pervert. He gets down, but, that's although, for sure. Hold on. We'll get into it in Brian's movie, but there is precedence for this now. Mm. And this, again, might be another suburban Sasquatch reference in Willow Creek. But... Uh, Bigfoot tries to take a big-titted woman in Brian's movie. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't try. He is successful. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. He does. Yeah, yeah. He t- you're talking about the cop's wife or whatever. Yeah, the cop's yeah. wife. Yeah, mm-hmm. the whole. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Hmm. Creek is just just taking suburban Sasquatch. Um, Steve, I see what you're trying to Sasquatch. do right now, dude. I see it. I'm just not gonna buy it. I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> Your movie's derivative, Meg, of suburban Sasquatch. I'm pretty sure they're all derivative at this point, guys. <laughs> all right. Speaking. Is there anything else you wanted to add to uh, to the Willow Creek uh, mythos? Here? Actually, yes. Um, okay. My one last argument was that my movie was the only one that actually had a live musical performance, and I think that makes it stand above the rest. <laughs> it also is the only one that had zero Sasquatches. Yes. <laughs> no, we're not, I'm not biting on that one at all. Zero point zero Sasquatches. If we were you going, know, horse I don't feel scores, hurt anymore, Brian. If we were going back to horse scores, how many? Sasquatch points could you give a movie about Sasquatch that has no visual Sasquatches? But we still get all the sounds, so you know mine's probably had the most. You don't get the sounds. You don't get the sounds. You get sounds of an animal library that somebody downloaded. But I will say it it gets at least half star for uh for the Bigfoot statues. 
have there were like they released like okay. four big yeah. like statues though <laughs> they actually yeah. went to a place where all of these stories are based out of so i think that deserves at least three and a half four stars at that's this point that's aggressive number of stars that's, yeah that's like saying you went to the kentucky <laughs> derby but in like January, right? No, but <laughs> like it just no feeds into there. the lore of the actual Sasquatch. <laughs> no the lore of the actual Sasquatch—they were trying to make it as real as possible. Where you guys were like, "We're in Austin." When in like I'm saying hill countries, so outside of like Austin, that's my mind. That's where they were. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming. I'm like, how often are you talking about hearing lore uh, in Texas for Sasquatch? Plenty. There's pl- all the Boggy oh, yeah. Creek movies. Yeah. All the Boggy Creek right. movies. Right, then there should have been a Boggy Creek movie. Listen, but okay. also, listen, Westchester, not that far <laughs> from <laughs> the Pine Barrens, which is where the Jersey Devil lives, which is a close, maybe first cousin of Sasquatch. Could be friends of. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, listen. It's a main event, boys and girl- girls. Here we come with the 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 fli- the film the myth the legend that is suburban sasquatch i this is one of those ones along with like maybe you know the greasy strangler or something like that where i where if somebody's like just give me a bat shit one <laughs> you know what i mean i'll throw this their direction and i have never i'm undefeated nobody has ever come back and been like why did you do that to me you know what i mean you're like i gave you um, exactly what you want <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm not going to like I'm not going to go, you know, plot point by plot point because there is not really a strong plot to this movie. I I, I would categorize this movie, free on Tubi, by the way, um, that it, it's almost something like the book, like, it, it reminds me of Naked Lunch by William Burroughs in wow. that you can just pick it up, <laughs> open, and start reading. It's not a linear thing. You can literally watch it starting at any point in the movie yeah we what pick it up put it down open it to any part and and enjoy it in the same way what movie did i just have us or th- i think it was the one that got bestowed upon me that had no like linear or it made no sense what, were, what was it Wait. boxer's omen no no it was for like it was for a showdown no, or something maybe sense. it was like yeah, that one does um anywho I, I yeah, yeah no definitely had feelings of that yeah this one this one I mean it definitely it obviously has a story but it's just it's not coherent in any way shape or form so uh, let me jump in let me explain if you haven't seen suburban Sasquatch this isn't even gonna ruin it like spoiler alert yeah but like it's not gonna ch- you have to see it to mm-hmm. to experience its majesty you have to see it to believe it has a new meaning after yes. watching yeah. this you like you yes. won't believe it. This is like the B movie. Like this is one of the probably the three movies that I think of when I think of like something that was born to be on like MST3K or or (laughs) Rift Tracks or something like that. Like this movie was born of that, but it's almost doesn't need it because it does everything itself. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this one this one doesn't need it so much because it it is so full. Like they talk every uh, every frame is a painting. Yeah, and uh, yes, I wrote that pretty much. Every frame of this film is a mistake. Yes, <laughs> you can you could we could honestly 
take 30 minutes to talk about every single scene uh, in this yeah, movie. Probably, yeah. yeah. There is just so it is a perfect shitstorm. It is. It and there's there are so few filmmakers like this, but like there there's a handful of filmmakers and it's always born of a, a bit of narcissism, a bit of self-confidence, mm-hmm. a bit of delusion. And that's yeah. how that's how you get like Tommy Wiseau and Neil yeah. Breen and I believe it's James Nguyen. Yeah. Uh, who did Birdemic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's just like, and then there's a there's a handful of these that also happened in the 80s. But it doesn't have the cynical angle of no. like Uva Ball. No, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We're like... Yeah, Uva Ball is just a piece of shit trying to make money. The, right. These people this, are trying he, to make their dream. This cost him money. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. David Wiscavage, who is the director of this movie, undoubtedly lost a lot of money on this. Mm. Oh, at initially, <laughs> I wouldn't say a lot. Had, I wouldn't even say you lost a lot. No, a lot. <laughs> no, no. Maybe yeah, like a couple grand or something. Yeah. But like, since then, he's probably made it back because now it's on like DVD and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and it's got like a cult following. But like, yeah, this was not a get rich quick scheme. This was not a anything like that. This was a hundred percent the type of person it takes to put your head down and run through every imaginable wall that is there. And there for good reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you run through it and you still finish a film is such a rare thing because 99.9% of films that are this horrible and entertainingly so never happen. Right. You know what I mean? Because why would they? <laughs> but this guy put his head down and ran through every brick wall in front of him and finished a film <laughs> and actually released it yeah which is what makes it so special i feel like though if you would have told me that this was a like a film that someone made in high school like i would have completely believed you as well yeah yes this is a film that me and my friends would have made when we were 12 yes except for he's a middle-aged man (laughs) that's the most interesting thing about it like it is such a mystery so i mean i I guess we should say like it's called suburban sasquatch the plot is a sasquatch shows up in the suburbs and and starts killing people and then there is a mystical like um indigenous native american woman question mark question mark that is battling her that is loose battling Sasquatch who is also like a mystical ghost being that is also um, being pursued by a wannabe journalist who only owns one shirt. Like it's, it's, (laughs) it's very, very strange. Uh, It really doesn't make any type of cohesive sense. Um, Who apparently writes not for any real paper, but writes for the school paper because yeah. that's where it's filmed in a high school. The yeah, office. it's clearly a high school. So much so as through the window, you can see the football team practicing. Yeah. <laughs> in the background of this thing. Yeah. Okay, Which, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Every, everybody but. talks about the football team in the background, but nobody talks yeah. about the crutch that's just... There's just a crutch. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. There's just a crutch. There's. It's just set up. You guys making a dynamic like a scene, okay? I feel like it's really yeah. adding a new layer to yeah. the scene, and I, I'm here. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not asking mm-hmm. questions anymore. This mm-hmm. movie yeah. is not for this, questions. This, this movie was a like straight to video shot type of movie yeah. in 2004, but somehow looks way older um, <laughs> than 2004. <laughs> um, it's directed by this guy named David Wiscavage. 
Um, no relation, as far as I know, in this dimension to David Muscavige, who runs, as we've not talked about in the past, who is the head of Scientology, um, who was uh, L. Ron Hubbard's right-hand man who took over Scientology and controls the lives of Tom Cruise and all the people who are, uh, and John Travolta and all those people. Um, I'm pretty sure he is the David Muscavige of a different dimension and yeah. then came into this dimension and this is how he chose to manifest himself. Mm-hmm. Um so this is very strange because, like I said before, there is a doc, a, a simultaneously shot documentary about the making of Urban Sasquatch that he made thinking it was going to be like part of the DVD extras, but it's 100% earnest. Like, the, he is talking about themes and things he's trying to accomplish in this movie like he's fucking martin scorsese in this in this in this film but then later on when you see more recent um interviews with him he tries to play it off where like the one with hack the movies we talked about he starts talking about how like oh he used to watch movies like blood diner and microwave massacre and like named them as some of his influences and it was like maybe yes but that's not what you were going for right (laughs) Like you might be pretending now that that's what you were going for, but that is a hundred percent not not what you were going for. His first feature, which I have not seen, but I've seen a lot of clips from, was a movie called Fungicide, which is about um like human sized killer mushrooms. <laughs> um, and he kind of plays it off like it's a joke, but it's very clearly that it wasn't at the time. Um, which is frankly what's so endearing about it. Like this is why. I love these types of movies. They they kind of like through the delusion and the weird delusions of grandeur and things like that that he's experiencing, they kind of empower you. I don't know about you, but for me, it's almost like kind of empowering to see people so not afraid to feel the effects of failure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it is it is one of these things that's like it demonstrates to you the baby step effect of like you might want to do something and you might be woefully underqualified to do it, but if you just take a baby step in that direction, then it leads to another baby step, which right. leads to another baby step and then maybe eventually you'll be a filmmaker. But like obviously this guy didn't work out for him that way, but you get what I mean. Like it was it was it's a very like almost empowering thing in that sense. It's like, we're in a safe space. You've made a terrible movie. I still like it and want to watch it, you know? So, um, yeah, the documentary that came along with it, like I said, it is dead-ass serious. Like, he is not playing... Unless it is this very... um, Steve, I think you mentioned this maybe in the last episode. Unless it is this, like, incredibly long con, you know... Andy Kaufman type of bit that he's so, been doing for decades. Yeah. So I I have to wonder, and it, it's because, um, so I also watched that same interview you did. Uh, he did with Hack the Movies, who I guess mm-hmm. is also Pennsylvania based, but he is. Yeah, I think he's a Philly guy or yeah. maybe New Jersey. I don't yeah, because he was talking about how he is in one of the films, like as a kid, but the he he's talking about he's talking to Wiscavage about how like Wiscavage made this film and it came about in this time in you know the 2004 2005 area where there were really unscrupulous companies putting together dvds of just like the worst movies and they will like sell compilation them. dvds mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and they'll sell 
you know, like seven movies for $10 and you go, oh, right. shit, I'm getting seven movies. But then yeah. one of them, the, it's all this dog shit. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, if he got distribution and then made that behind the scenes thing yeah. and then made it serious just as a thing to like he thought he was oh i'm a serious filmmaker now i have to have a serious behind the scenes yeah i wonder well, if that was part I, of it i feel like we might be on the right track because when he was talking about the movie during that hack the movies interview he was talking about how like he was under a time crunch mm -hmm. and i was like why would he be under a time crunch unless he already had an agreement Right. So, like, I feel like he was just trying to make it passable. Yeah. So that they didn't go give us the check back. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I can absolutely see that being the case, but it is just so absolutely inept at every point yeah. that uh, <laughs> it just makes it so. It's again, it is a perfect shitstorm of a movie. Str strangely, as for. As for bad as the CGI effects are in this film, they're actually the least in that part. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, yeah. Because because he did it all himself, and it's all, like, yeah. pre-Blender, pre-After Effects stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, he built, like, crazy wireframes all by himself in some fucking product that he yeah. bought, and the product yeah. came with a tutorial and taught him how to do this stuff, and then he, yeah. and it's like, it's not terrible. It's probably better than some of the shit I could do. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's bad but it's like it, it is impressive that he did yeah. that himself and mm. and made it even vaguely cohesive right you know what i mean yeah. like there's some stuff on like birdemic that are that is you know again similar type of like early cgi software that mm -hmm. it was just like they might as well have took a shit on the screen yeah. it's so stupid and doesn't make sense like his stuff is at least for the most part cohesive those parts like the part where they like she throws the two hatchets yeah. and they stick in the log i was like <laughs> he obviously wanted that to be something different but it like it looked like what he meant it to look like at least yeah because yeah. again he built all that himself whereas yeah. like birdemic you just mentioned th that was all just like plug-in like, yeah. like James Nguyen found fucking stock footage of CGI birds and then yeah. copy and pasted it three times. Yeah. And th that's why you have the same fucking motion over and over again, because he never right. added added animation to it. Yeah. Whereas with Scavage, he built the fucking animation. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. The fungicide <laughs> one, and I've only seen clips from it, but there's some stuff in there that looks unbelievably good about like a like there's a mushroom that spits out a like just a, a skeleton and i really want to watch it <laughs> yeah um and apparently he had the he he the reason why he built all the giant mushroom cgi for one scene was because the actors couldn't be in the suit at the time because the, the actors who would usually be in the suit had to be out of the suit so he just made cgi versions so they could all be out of the suit <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, it's just it is it is just, yeah, held together by dental floss, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the actors in this movie are mostly, you know, friends and relatives of his. He does talk about how like this was the first time he ever actually had discussion because I think he posted on like Craigslist mm -hmm. and he got a woman who was like a model or something to like actually a, a like lobbied to be in the movie and then he had to like talk to her agent and to play the part of like the native american like warrior and then it ended up 
you know, falling apart and they ended up not getting her. But it's just like you could tell he was just like fake it till he makes it type hmm. of mentality from from square one. Um, but uh, yeah, so so the opening scene right away is just incredible i mean we just hit it's if it wasn't as good people wouldn't remember it but mm-hmm. the first scene is so ridiculous that it just sticks in and you're like all right i'm along for the ride now which it is first of all you get the it's it's clearly daytime they're trying to pretend it's nighttime mm-hmm. um right off the bat um and then you just get this incredible range of pennsylvania accents <laughs> um in the same film or in the same shot um and then uh the one I forget exactly what the line was, but it was a, it's a couple driving the car, and you get this thing where she's basically like, "Oh my gosh, something just jumped out in front of the car." Like, <laughs> she says like something. She says the oh word something, yeah. and it's just something, something, yeah, <laughs> something, something jumped out in front of the car. Um, and then of course it is as you might imagine, Sasquatch who um just is rips her boyfriend's arms off and just starts throwing limbs in the air, uh, like a yeah. fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> There's CGI blood spray. Doesn't he like explode it, his head like like yeah. basically like yeah, smush it? Yeah, squishes yeah. his head. CGI blood spray, and then you get the first glimpse of the the ape costume and the ape costume <laughs> it has i listen there's no way to sugarcoat it it has giant breasts yeah that's Big, my first note right here boxum <laughs> just just big giant boobies with big giant nipples like you can't look at the costume and not immediately notice that like it is the most noticeable part of of the costume by far and it's a very bold decision that clearly pays off in a lot of ways um so uh also i would like guys and i just want this to be like a verbal um like commitment here i would like the cgi eagle to like that scene to be played at my funeral if you guys could sure um just like over top of like free bird playing no dubs like just a cgi yeah. eagle yes yeah, i got just you a CGI eagle. i'll see it. i'll see if i can get the original 3d uh green screen and then i'll just <laughs> yeah. put it over other footage if we could do that that would be yeah. lovely um and then you get this Native American woman who's who I think her I think sh- they said she is Mexican American I think I believe her last name's like Perez or something like that. Um, in the film or in real life? In real life, oh, she's I clearly. I thought he said she was Hawaiian. No, oh well. So the woman, I think what I deter determined was the woman that he tried to get. Oh, the model. Okay, the model was Hawaiian. Okay, but then she didn't bite. Yeah. Because the agent was like, what? No, I don't want this to happen. And then I think the woman who ultimately got cast, um, I think she's Mexican-American. Um, okay. Okay. Because, uh, like I said, just, just judging from the last name Perez. Um, but in any case, uh, there's this very clunky scene of her with her like grandfather, who is like supposedly like the tribe elder. There is a lot of parts, which I'm just going to gleam over because I can't this would be five hours of me talking about this movie mm-hmm. um, the dialogue between her and the main character and anybody else is so long and drawn out but like just so inept and strange that you can't take your eyes off of it it's like it's just like a, a beautiful car accident yeah. that you're watching um, so I won't even go into it but this is the type of reason that you need to watch this movie is to get the full effect it has such a weird 
vibe to it. Um, I do very much appreciate things like there's these two meathead cops with like one, like one of them has a Philly accent, one of them has a Jersey accent, I think, <laughs> and they're just like investigating a scene, crime scene, like tr- talking about it and stuff. But their guns are still drawn. I don't know why, but their hats don't match the rest of their uniforms, <laughs> which I very much. Oh, appreciate. and this is why this is where I was going to bring up the whole gun situation because I felt like mm-hmm. at one point in the scene they clearly were just holding the guns because that's like what indicated. <laughs> That they were cops somehow yeah and they also didn't have a holster so they right. just had to hold it yeah you know and oh because also the costumes aren't cop costumes they're they're security guard costumes. they're clearly like mall security guard costumes yes yes i don't even um, know if they're mall security i think it's like party city like <laughs> party city leftovers yeah. yeah um so there's this journalist that we that we uh, we interact with, uh, you know, who's who's essentially the main protagonist of the film, which his name is uh, 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 Rick. Is it Rick? Yep. Good old Rick. So. Good old Rick. Um, Rick is a an aspiring journalist that is apparently employed by a local newspaper, but doesn't write anything and is he's got um, big city dreams guys he has big city dreams he wants to he wants to to this is his his ticket to his his uh pulitzer um which is a that which is a philadelphia pulitzer apparently um hey, and he, hey gonna get one of them pulitzers he's oh like this God. is the ticket to my pulitzer um but got my pulitzer yes. and a water ice <laughs> yeah he is also, apparently, a CGI or CGI CSI like person. <laughs> like when they find a grisly crime scene, he's the first person the cops call for some reason. I, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure why it's never really explained. Um, and he's not even really a journalist. He's just Uh-oh. like a, a aspiring reporter that may or may not be already employed by a newspaper yeah. i don't know <laughs> I, feel, um, I feel like the reason why he's called the crime scenes is just because they cops want to like bully him and like also be like hey rick you won't see something fucked up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, hey rick boy i got some shit to show you come down here rick i'll show you hey, he's um, crazy <laughs> yeah but the, you get what is probably the most famous scene in the movie very early on. Um, and again, that's what cements a movie like this as a like cult favorite is you have to lure people in. You have to, to reel them in fast mm-hmm. to keep them engaged or else they would just turn off this piece of shit movie. Right. So this is one of the best things that happens is that this scene is early on. And it's um, so there's two characters, three, including Sasquatch. It's Dave and his best friend, not Dave. And they are just in, they are just in the creek fishing. And first of all, you get the line, hey, stop farting around, which is a throwback to a very early Halloween is Forever episode when we were introduced to the phrase farting around. Um, So this is coming full circle. Um, And they are fishing. They had do a couple fart jokes. And then Sasquatch just walks down out of the woods, rips out um, Dave's heart, feeds it to him, jams it in his mouth and then rips off his arm and uses it with deadly accuracy as a projectile to kill not Dave um, but he doesn't kill him he hits him with an arm at full throttle whips it at him preferably or I mean assumingly kills him he is then floating in the creek in like 
18 inches of water floating dead. But then later, we're jumping ahead a little bit, wakes up underwater <laughs> and just goes about his business. Yep, not dead. Like he not kills him. He's floating on his back, doing the kind of the dead man float. But then later on, he's floating face down. So you're like, oh, a corpse floating in a creek. Yeah. And then Dave, and then he just kind of goes like, <clears throat> like his alarm went off. He gets out of the creek. <laughs> he has literally been sleeping underwater. It yeah. seems like. And That's then, not how yeah, unconscious he, works. You don't <laughs> stop goes, breathing. <laughs> you don't become watertight. <laughs> goes about his business. So he comes back from having drowned, um, wakes up underwater, just casually enters this cave uh before being found by a cop in a park bathroom i don't know um which is then there's a great bit of dialogue which i'm not going to go through because again it's for you to discover um but the dialogue in this movie overall is just it's a thing of beauty like there are lines such as we talked about this is my best shot at a pulitzer (laughs) and uh and it's just a million other ones but um the journalist So cut to the journalist and his editor, question mark, which are in this is in the high school having this dialogue. And like we talked about, you can clearly see like the local high school football team practicing outside the window. (laughs) Like it does not look like a newsroom at all. It looks like a high school classroom. Um, And then uh, again, some other unnamed victims. This is what I mean when I say you can just jump to any point in this movie and start watching Mm -hmm. it. And it's going to. It's fine. You're not going to have a problem. You can just pick it up where it left off. Start it from the beginning. Start it from 80% done. Go through the last 20% and then start it over. It (laughs) doesn't matter. It's a loop. You can just keep it going. Um, But Tina and her, um, what I only described as her jort mate, (laughs) um, (laughs) get, get their limbs ripped off and then eaten. And this is a theme throughout the movie. Sasquatch loves to rip limbs off. Mm -hmm. He loves to eat those limbs. He loves to consume entire human corpses, but there is always a surprising lack of blood. Like he will have consumed an entire body on like in a parking lot and it is just dry. It's like it disappeared. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess you could explain it as it is, you know, he is supernatural, which we'll come to realize here in a moment. But it is uh, there's a lot of Halloween superstore limbs that have been purchased and are occasionally (laughs) dipped in fake blood but they clearly had a very tight budget when it came to the fake blood (laughs) yeah because there's very little of it present yeah yeah like at one point he's eating a woman's guts out of her stomach and there's (laughs) what i would say conservatively is like a softball-sized circle of blood on her shirt, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Was that the scene, too, when every time he, like, chomped down, it was, like, this very, like, aggressive soundscape or whatever? It like, sounded like somebody eating Captain Crunch. Yeah. Yeah, we should probably say at this point that there is a, um, a track that I think I heard in the interview, the way it was described was he was like trying to figure out how he was going to do the sound effects of the Sasquatch. And he went through like, you know, different animal sounds and he just didn't find anything that he wanted. So he just basically did this into a microphone <laughs> and then looped it, just looped it. Didn't, didn't over even pitch again. shift it or nothing. Didn't no. like you can pitch shift it and slow it down and get like a more yep. monster sound. No, <laughs> nope, just him going. <laughs> so every time the Sasquatch shows up on screen, that 
four second loop. Yeah. Four second <laughs> clip is just looped. Yeah. Except for occasionally when he gets shot with an arrow, it'll kind of go weird, scream. weird digitized. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, so this is what I equated that to. It's like in Metal Gear Solid when um, the cyborg ninja, aka Gray Fox, mm-hmm. gets like kind of starts to wig out. <laughs> like, that's what it reminds me of. Like when he gets hit and starts to wig out. Magic makes um, him spaz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so Tina, you know, they kind of get eaten again. This is the, the next body, the next crime scene that these two meathead cops who every time they were on screen, it felt like a porno was about to start. <laughs> was it just me? A little bit. Like yeah. the what the one guy the skinnier guy definitely feels like a porn actor. Mm-hmm. The yeah. the bigger guy is every bouncer outside yeah. of uh, like strip clubs and, mm-hmm. and yeah. shitty dive bars ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's literally has and you see in his like origin story flashback his wife or girlfriend significant mm-hmm. other whatever had been taken by, you know, Phantom Sasquatch and he has a literal um, uh, barbed wire tattoo around his arm. Yeah, I th- did like, he, does he also have an eagle's tattoo on the other arm? Oh, an eggs? Does he I have an eggs tattoo? Man. Oh, I'm gonna go look. I hope. And it just says like, yeah. F- I thought he just had an eggs tattoo or something. <laughs> I gotta check it out. Oh, oh, I missed that. I feel back. like whenever I see that, I I just instantly think he just in his in his mind is just like. Fuck bitches! Look at my muscles. <laughs> like, like yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Like he is just a big walking human ham. Like he's which, just yeah. While we're talking about that scene of like his, his wife getting taken, his wife gets stolen, and the, it, like he goes to run to get a gun, and it looks like he's never run in his life. Not yeah. not making fun of him for his size, but as if he literally has never run ever. Yeah. <laughs> How many times a year do you think a bouncer has that run? Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah, he's not meant for quick. He's meant for for taking up space and twisting people's arms like that is what he's built to do yeah he's not he's not meant for quick bursts of speed he's meant to just twist people's arms and hold them down till the cops come um, um there's a spot where the so so the native american warrior woman she has this bow and arrow and she's constantly shooting sasquatch every time he shows up and then cgi blood sprays out and it looks even in one instance it looks like straight up like it doesn't even look like blood it looks like v8 squirting out of his giant tits (laughs) and then and like the arrow hits the car they look like they somehow make the CGI arrows look like Nerf arrows. <laughs> like when they hit the when they hit the car and then at one point he shoots her or she shoots the Sasquatch. Um, he obviously is just like not affected by these arrows at all, but she keeps sticking with plan A. And then he's <laughs> running into a field. He looks to be no more than 10 yards away from her. And he's just like, she's just like, ah, got away again which just gives <laughs> up on him. and then you see him run into the field and then just evaporate yeah he just yeah. disappears which the first time you see it you're like what the yeah. fuck just happened i thought it was a mistake honestly yeah. i was like is yeah. that supposed to happen but then it happens several more mm-hmm. times almost to the point where it feels like a, a broken record a little bit 
Um, there's also another really, really funny scene where it's just the dialogue, but also it's the assumptions around the, the, the scenario that made this scene possible, which is they go into a fancy restaurant and it's clearly like 10 a.m. Like they just shot it at a restaurant one of them worked at and they said, can we come in and film for a minute before we open for lunch? (laughs) And they were like, yeah, okay. And they come in and he's got his like kind of quote unquote successful friend um, who's wearing a suit. And some these glasses that again, this is like it looks like these glasses are out of 1974. Mm-hmm. He he um, is the oldest child. <laughs> yes, he is. He absolutely is. He looks like um uh like a kid who was like, I'm gonna go raid my dad's closet. Yeah. You know, and then come in and look like but he does this these this dialogue that is written in such a clunky way that is so unnatural, and he's like there's a lot of, you know, he makes some innocuous comment about there's a lot of weird stuff happening in this town. He's like, eh, it wouldn't surprise me in this back this backwater burg. <laughs> like, what? Who talks like that? Um, that guy does. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, were you guys not even at all upset that he just definitely left his entire beer there, too? I was just like. He did. He yeah. had a, like, old school Pilsner glass brimmed. Just said, <laughs> I'm going to order that and fuck off. Yeah. If I was the other guy that was there, I would have just been like, yeah, I can't afford beer right now. But he left me an entire beer, so I'm going to drink that entire thing. <laughs> Yeah, so you, uh, can't, you can't be drinking it because they'd be messing up the continuity. <laughs> More true, messing Don't, it up than then him. Then we gotta buy another beer. Then, yeah. then less than like the slow zoom out at the end where he's just like constantly looking down and then looking up, breaking the fourth wall, looking down. It was just fucking <laughs> hilarious, dude. Like, yeah, uh, it's just again every single moment there's something wrong. Did you guys um, catch? Um, and this is like I didn't want to go too past this point. I was like, when um, the kid got attacked, did you catch the mom saying like monsters aren't real, like the boogeyman or your father? They aren't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I like made yeah. a note. So they had some jokes funny. there. And then that in that scene also, there is a woman, you know, the mother who gets dragged by the Sasquatch and and effectively kind of fights him off for a second. But then in the next scene, the Sasquatch picks a police cruiser up <laughs> over his head and throws it um but yes and and that's accompanied by a great scene of the the cop on the on the uh, the cb with the other cop he's like it's coming right at me <laughs> picks up the car throws it again we're not doing it justice you really got to see it to believe it um yes and because it's less was- picks a car cop car up and more picks a png up and throws it yes <laughs> yeah and then i like when he's like you know what happened and he goes it was trying to get me (laughs) (laughs) the whole movie this is the majesty of the whole movie it feels on every like every ounce of its being that it was manifested in the brain of a 12 year old (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it wasn't it was a grown-ass man who put this all together and had the uh, he 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 had adult faculties. It's this is the movie that we would have made if one of our friends got into a big scenario, like the scenario with Tom Hanks and Pig. <laughs> like if one of our friends all of a sudden was a grown up, and we were like, "Oh man, one of our friends is a grown up. We can go rent a car and a camera, and we can go get money out of our parents' bank accounts and make this dumb movie." Like if one of us got bigged. 
This is the movie we would have made. You know what I think is also a scenario is that maybe he was just like cleaning out his house, ran into a box that had all of his old journals, and he found mm. this plot and was like, yeah. you know what? I think this has legs. I have better. <laughs> I have a better thought that David Wiscavich is just two kids on each other's shoulders <laughs> with a trench coat. <laughs> Like that's what it feels like right from the beginning. Um, then I, you get my, the, my theory now is that he stole this movie from the kid that's in his film. <laughs> yeah, 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 that might be true too. Like it feels like it's out of the brain of a child. Um, but uh, yeah, th- there's just again we're gonna be jumping all around all over the place here. But uh, I love when here's another funny part here because. He really portrays this whole kind of man v nature thing and talks about like, you know, basically this is what happens when humans encroach on nature and on, you know, in this instance, the Sasquatch's environment. And even so much so he hammers it home in that scene with the two women in the car and they're like going out to buy, you know, show her this new house they're building or whatever. And then they ultimately, you know, obviously have a run in with Sasquatch, but they're really leaning into this whole idea that like this whole wooded area is becoming developed and it's humans that are encroaching on him or her or the Sasquatch that is. Um, um, but then, so so they bring the Native American warrior in and she has this connection to nature and she does all these kind of like rituals and things like that to connect with nature. But then she ultimately is trying to kill nature and save the civilization that is encroaching. So it's just like, it's so disjointed. It really betrays itself on so many levels. And it's just, like I said, it's just per- like the ineptitude is just gorgeous in its purity (laughs) you know um and then uh again we get a very another iconic scene here the greatest cgi boulders ever committed to celluloid it's um this fancy people drinking champagne in a house that has paintings (laughs) like the whole thing is just me like i'm just imagining myself as this like little white trash kid going like what do fancy people do (laughs) and then like that's what it feels like he did and 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 but then there's like a guy wearing a backwards baseball cap that looks like everyone's like uncle's friend and he's in the like at the 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 you know walking through this it's supposed to be like an art gallery maybe but it's just someone's like middle class home and then she comes outside and there are giant cgi boulders getting thrown at her by uh by by sasquatch um did you guys catch this because i've watched this movie probably three times four times now and this is the first time i catched it caught it right around that same time the native american warrior woman it was her name tia tana Tia, something like that. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Tila, tequila. She shows up and she um, shoots Sasquatch with the bow and arrow, drops her bow, turns around, says something to the woman, like, go back inside. I'll take care of this. And she's like, okay. Then she just picks the bow back up. Like, why did she drop the bow? It clearly looked like it was supposed to be something. And then she just Mm. picked it back up. I don't know. It just struck me as it was like one of these things you 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 see these things for the first time, like even f- you could watch this 100 times yeah. and discover something new. Yeah. every time. I mean, that's that's the beauty of the film, though, is that it, it, yeah. it is so rich with everything that goes wrong that. Yeah, that it's worth, you know, like and, and, and 
like I guess I mentioned it to you, but I also I was talking to other people about this film of just like this is the best that this is the best end of it. Yeah, like like think of everything that didn't make it into this film. You know, Mm -hmm. even if he did a second take somewhere out there, there's a take that he decided was worse than what ended up in the final product. (laughs) Yeah, but it's just like the perfect balance. That's like why it surprised me as this. It it strikes me as this like perfect storm. If it was any worse, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to believe that it was on purpose. Right. And if it was any better, it would be blood rain or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) Where you're like, this isn't even like it's yeah. too good to be funny but too bad to be entertaining this is just like it is the goldilocks of bad movies mm-hmm. in that it is perfectly bad but so earnest and believable mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i mean um the i mean this next scene is where we talked about where the dog gets ripped in half this is buffy or buddy <laughs> or something is the dog's name and uh i love that sasquatch picks up this little dog and rips in half but it's like He's struggling pretty hard to rip the dog yeah. in half, but he just picked up a police cruiser. Yeah. Of all the things, police cruisers, yeah. fine. Boulders, fine. Dismemberment, fine. Like he yeah. rips people's limbs off easier than he rips this dog in half because it's a yeah, yeah. it's a fucking stuffed animal. They had the pre cut. <laughs> well, and then also he puts the the sound effect that he puts over top of it is of like fabric ripping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was a stuffed animal. <laughs> well, that's what I was like. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, actually the real story here is that he want like, the idea is that he's so strong, he'll rip apart anyone's favorite stuffed animal. <laughs> but, like, it actually was meant to be a stuffed animal. Um, that's funny. But, uh, yeah, so um, then you, you, you get this kind of, uh, you know, rubber squatch mask, uh, you know, it, again, this is that, like, so the, I guess I should explain the scene. There's there's a close up of the Sasquatch eating one of the fake limbs. And it's like they put like a modest amount of gore on its face and it's like eating this limb. And it's like interstitially like cut with this woman eating a hot dog yeah. in a car. And it's definitely him. Like he really thought this was like hard hitting social commentary. Yeah, I'm saying something with this consumerism. I'm saying, yes, this Mm. woman, how is this woman doing this any different than this? You know, it's just like he really thought he was telling a story Mm -hmm. in that, you know, visually. Um, But uh, yeah, so now the, the, the Native American, you know, warrior woman, she she can now bring people back to life, by the way. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) You, You there's like so many scenes of her and Rick just talking in circles with this like really pie in the sky (laughs) nonsense that's so funny that I just can't even again I can't even go through it you really have to experience it Um, and and Rick gets killed and then she brings him back to life I Hmm. guess I don't know Um, he may or may not be dead but she brings him back to life with like some potions or something Um, the power of love Brian yeah (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Uh, We talked about how she, you know, Sasquatch blocks these tomahawks with the log. um, And she throws tomahawks, which is also like, I mean, the whole thing is like vaguely racist, too, which is just like, of course it is. Well, yeah, because, Um, again, it's it's a Hispanic person playing a Native American written by a white guy. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. Not- like obviously this is 2004, but like this is would be something that somebody would be get absolutely skewered for right oh, yeah. now. But it's actually the least of their problems. It really is. Yeah. Like, but, and <laughs> yeah. again, like okay, so if this is a film, if this is a film that kids made, or a film that was made in like college, was like a film school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Film, you know, uh, you you have limited resources, you have limited people that you can cast. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not mm-hmm. it's not really a terrible thing if you're if you're just trying to tell a story. On the other hand, maybe just don't write, you know, this weird Native American <laughs> angle when you're a guy from Westchester. You have no connection yeah. to. <laughs> yes. But the thing is, like, it's almost like forgivable because everything else in the movie makes you realize that he was never anywhere close to making the right decision there. No, you know what no. I mean? Like, it was just like, that was so, that would be like asking a, like a dog to to use an, a computer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, it's just like, that would be way too much to ask. Um, P.S. We're like halfway through the film. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through. We're, we are, I'm going to buzz through the last end of it because we're, we're like, uh, it's just, it, this is, you have to see it to believe it. But, um, so uh, I I love the story. I couldn't help this. The, I love the story of the cop telling his history and how his wife got stolen by Ghost Sasquatch. Um, and then he moved to this town because he was looking to avoid crime. He was a cop going to a town to avoid crime. <laughs> that's, right. what, that's what the story was, <laughs> which I loved. Um, the There's a really great, again, a very well-known scene, this mechanic scene where there's these two guys working on cars and then the one like walks around a corner and everything's foggy. Like <laughs> there's clearly just a little fog machine. He doesn't notice it at first, but then when he does, he just shrugs. Yeah. <laughs> I love the shrug. <laughs> and then um, and then this was supposed to be, I think, their big practical effect gore scene where he like scratches the guy's face and there's like chicken skin or something on his face that he's supposed to look like gore and then you're supposed to be able to like see his intestines but it just looks like a i don't know it just looks like a corset kind of thing i don't know it looks like a it looks Um, like another t-shirt underneath that has like uh pantyhose that have been balled up into intestines like yeah (laughs) yeah Hmm. And there's like always such a lack of blood. Mm-hmm. And even after he does, he like rips the guy's like leg off and then chugs it like it's <laughs> stone cold up on the turnbuckle. What? Um, yeah, but then there's no, again, there's no blood on the ground anywhere. Um, yeah, it was just yeah. it was wild. It, it, which is um, also just the scene is hilarious because there's two other really funny things that just stand out to me is one, we haven't talked about it, but it, Every time Sasquatch attacks almost is Sasquatch is put up on these stilts because he's still standing on like a milk. Yeah, crate. because the yeah. person in the suit is at best five, eight. So they yeah. so they put him up on like these stilts that they built of yeah. like they're really wood and they're covered in fur and they have these built feet. So yeah, but he also has just baby arms. Because mm-hmm. then you have somebody who's seven foot tall with regular person arms. <laughs> I can't remember exactly yeah. which scene it was, but there was one where he was attacking someone and each clip he was a different height. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That happens all throughout the film. But yeah, yeah it, it, it gets really, it gets ridiculous. And then, uh, and then the guy who gets scratched and attacked, he, his friend is under the truck and never hears any of this. And then is really super put off 
when Bigfoot tries to take him away from the mechanic job he's doing on the truck. It's, <laughs> oh, he yeah. seemed less mad that he he seemed less scared that he was getting attacked and more mad of like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm trying to do something here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was mad. He was he was upset. He was like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the, again, there, there's just like things that would be an absolute gem in every other scenario, but is like in this almost an afterthought where like the Native American woman sends birds to attack Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like all, almost an afterthought. Yeah. Um, and then they get this crew of like just dumb bros. Um, and it's like. And at the moment, you're like, let's call the boys. The boys will take care of me. Like, Who the fuck are the boys? Right. They're supposed to be some like <laughs> local toughs. But one of them is wearing a very out of place like Bill Cosby sweater and then one of them's wearing a wig and you're like why 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 is that happening <laughs> but you quickly realize why um and uh they just get as they're getting like mauled um one of them gets his arms ripped off and then the sweater is on the arms and then the one guy gets his head ripped off and it, the the wig is put on the head yeah. um and it's it, it just reminded me of like when you're playing like resident evil and there's like an item in the background that's <laughs> like out. that's like shining you know so you know you can interact with it or, that's or even like, like the hanna-barbera cartoons where you can tell which thing of the cell is about the move <laughs> on the static which background one is the background which book in the bookcase Uh, is scooby about the pool (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly yeah um and then i love maybe my favorite honestly i know this is a small part but this just for whatever reason to me was so charming and endearing was when they throw a net over sasquatch (laughs) but then the net is like Animated, yeah. and it's like moving. moving. Yeah. It's like wiggling, yeah. like it's made out of snakes. Yeah. And it's like it made me want to believe it was like a magic, like eel net that they threw over him. And it's just <laughs> well, like he has wiggling. got some mysticism. Maybe that's the only way he could do it. You know, I'm I'm, I'm cool. Was I'm gonna go along with this net for Sasquatch. But then, oh, but then man, Sasquatch so gets out of the net. And it, they have a real net for that scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then it was that was the thing is like they had a real yeah. net. What happened? That you know what I was thinking is they were there. It was getting dark, and he was like, "Oh, we we lost the net. Who has the net? Oh, so and so left in his car. The net was in his car." And he was like, "That's all right. I'll get it in post." And he really didn't know what that meant right. at the time. So then he <laughs> he got in over his head. He um, didn't. I just love it. Meant. <laughs> yeah, I'll um, fix it in post. I don't know what that means, but it's what people on film sets I've say. I've heard directors yeah. say that before. And then he spent three weeks making that weird jiggly net. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, the swim tackling. So then all the 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 dumb idiots are running at him with guns, and they've either used all their ammo or they forgot how guns work but they're running at him like he's they're going to use the guns as weapons and he's just shoving them out of the way by their heads <laughs> it's such a great scene and um and so yeah again we're kind of spiraling towards the end here the the cop puke scene when he enters the house <laughs> is like he really thought that was going to be like hard hitting because they have a scene of like a guy laying on the ground flopping around with clearly his arm just in his like billabong t-shirt <laughs> and blood on the ground and you could tell that was the only place that he maybe it was his own house maybe it was someone else's house but it was the only place that he got permission to put blood on the floor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean like everywhere else he wasn't allowed to because he didn't want to make you a mess and he was like yeah he would get in trouble so he was like asking somebody for a favor so he couldn't put blood all over their floor 
But this is the only time he was like, okay, I can put blood on the floor. So this has got to be my big gross out scene with the arm missing. Um, so he brings the cop in and like pukes on the ground. And it's just so the guy, he's trying to sell it so hard and it just doesn't land in any way, shape or form. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, so at this point, the native American woman, she's been captured. She's in a cave. Rick comes and easily finds her. Um, and then, uh, you know, they, you know, he's nursed back to health already by this point. And then you cut to the most weird Tim and Eric type of scene of the movie where there's a couple in their house and the, assumingly they're an older couple and the man is just standing there drinking <laughs> and dancing <laughs> It felt like it was something out of Tim and Eric or like the Greasy Strangler or something yeah. like that. He's just like standing drunk, dancing to some <laughs> music. And uh, yeah, so again, this is the climax kind of thing. And the one cop is getting like his head squished or 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 strangled or something by Bigfoot. And the other cop just goes, no, <laughs> let him go. And then says, I think he says ashes to ashers. Ashes to ashes, you fucking monster. <laughs> Shoots an oil tank. CGI flames pop out. And it's very much meant to be like a a Loomis at the end of Halloween 2, yeah. where he like, you know, lights the lighter after the whole room's been filled with flammable gas. And then he's going to take his own life because he can now save everyone from Michael. But in this instance, I think it just kind of scares the, the Sasquatch. Maybe. I don't know. Um, it gets away. He runs away. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't work at all. He gets away. And then there is, a you know, again, we're not going to belabor the plot here because there is no plot uh, really to be said. But there's a magic arrow that's shot. And this 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 CGI effect is glorious. He does this like the following the arrow. He clearly did the thing kind of that he did in the in the credit sequence at the beginning where he's kind of following. But the arrow is like in the periphery and you get it like going through Sasquatch into his body. Mm -hmm. And then the Sasquatch turns into pure energy, and explodes, <laughs> I think, which like he, he absolutely I don't know how he edited it, but it's either in Premiere or After Effects, and he absolutely went in to generate lightning. And, like, <laughs> like you you can make these shitty lightning strands. Like, you, yeah. it's still an obsolete effect in both programs today. But he made yeah. these shitty yeah. lightning strands come out of Bigfoot, and then <laughs> it turns into it's a ball. It's literally what happens when, like, when the Megazord destroys a like a monster mm -hmm. on Power Rangers, yeah. like that's what happens. And to then him. he has he has uh, he has the effect. It, it like the effect bothers me. <laughs> I know it's bad, but yeah. it bothers me because <laughs> he has Bigfoot turn into like a ball of energy and explode. So like that effect plays out, but right before it, like it, after it concludes, there's still frames of Bigfoot that should have already faded out. Like yeah, he, he, it's still there. he knew enough to film a plate of nobody in the room so he could have a background so he could fade Bigfoot out. But like Bigfoot shouldn't have been there after the effect was over. It's just, There's residual Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just what yeah. the f God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I love that there's also just no blood on the wall carpeting anywhere. Yeah. Like you could tell this was so this was supposed to be Rick's grandma. Mm -hmm. And I imagine it was probably 
the director's grandma, mm-hmm. if I had to guess. <laughs> and um, and and there's no blood on the wall carpeting anywhere because you can't put blood on grandma's right. carpet. Right, she's got wall to wall carpet. Right. Um, and I love the time where. This is now they cut back to the grandma, which there was a scene earlier with Rick talking to his grandma for a long time. And grandma has just been attacked by Bigfoot. Bigfoot was shot with a magic arrow in her home. He turned into pure energy and exploded all over her house. And she goes, go take care of the lady. I've been through tougher times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like this was just a Thursday for grandma. Yeah. I loved it. I just like she obsessively, um, I feel like, talked about how much she was going to die though, too. Like oh, yeah. I think there's yeah. something yeah. about like even even you like yeah. once you get over a certain age, you're like, nope, I'm just gonna start talking to you about death and how I'm going to die. Yeah. And she she Oh yeah. My grandfather same way. He's been telling me that it was gonna be his last Christmas since I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, he's freaking ninety-one. Um so, uh, yeah, again, this is the end. That was the climax. Now, he, Rick, saves her with magic or whatever, <laughs> and then they're in love now. They kiss. They hold hands. Eagle flies. Credits. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, that's literally has, pretty much as much sense as what I just said is what happens at the yeah. end. Um, so, yeah, again, this is it just feels like it feels so familiar, I think, because it feels like a movie that I would have absolutely made when I was 10. Um, and I just yeah, I just I, I, I it's if you have people over and you're having some beers or you're doing a couple bong rips. Uh, yeah. Watch this movie. You're going to have a fucking blast. And there's no way you're not going to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is such a it's such a repeatable event because there's so many fucking things wrong with it. It, and it, like you were saying, it falls right into that Goldilocks zone of like, there, there are so few films like this because most films are just bad and boring. Like, yeah. like just movies that are just long and they're full of filler of people walking around in the woods. But like yeah. the fact that he took the time to go to all these different locations, even if it's just filming in grandma's house or the empty restaurant. Like he put he yeah. put time and effort into a lot of stuff to make like fucking crazy like nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a perfect storm <laughs> of a movie, and it's like first I thought you were gonna say perfect will... movie, and I was gonna like <laughs> it's a perfect it's a perfect motion picture. <laughs> no, but like you would seriously, somebody would watch this who, who and say like I can imagine somebody watch this and go this is terrible. I could make right. this. And it's like could you probably. Would you? No. Yeah. So that's why it's such a unicorn. Mm-hmm. No one should have done this. Yeah. And I, th- I think <laughs> you even know what most I mean? people who would try to attempt this, it, like one, you can't attempt this in earnest and you can't make a film that's a mistake. Like you can't yeah. do that because it, it becomes yeah. too obvious. Uh, yeah. The only film that I think does that really well is Black Dynamite. That movie's hilarious yeah. with the mistakes it makes. Yeah. But like the other thing is most people who would try to make a film would just wind up making boring shit. Either boring shit or like it it's too self-aware. Mm-hmm. Like this movie led to the making of movies like Velocipaster. Right. You know what I mean? Which I don't like because just... they try to they try to do it. They're trying to make a bad movie. Yeah. And like I, I I listen, I watch some of that. Okay, it's fine. But like it's not it just loses all the magic mm-hmm. that makes this movie so entertaining. Yeah. 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 I, 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 yeah. I don't like when people attempt it. That's why I don't like Velocipaster. I don't like Kung Fury because it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a real mm-hmm. try hard. 
like yeah yeah, yeah. but like when yeah. you d- it's not earnest right it's not yeah that's the difference between a good bad movie and a bad movie. and a bad bad movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um so that's it that's my story and i'm sticking to it guys i'm glad that you um were along on this um ride with me <laughs> and now i would appreciate if you voted for my movie <laughs> i'm sure you would as we would all appreciate uh, if somebody uh, yeah. voted for our movie mm. <laughs> yeah cool so um let's get down to the nitty-gritty because we are um I, I assume seven hours in yep. this recording. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, where? So I'm going to vote for my movie. I'm just you know right. same. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. That's what's going to yeah. happen. Are we? Are is anybody deviating? No. no. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Number twos. Okay. Again, you can decide order if you want. Okay. Let's just go in the in in the order that we went. Let's just go in the order that we that we did it in. Um, so that would put Steve first. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, I, I I like, I like the thing about Meg's film is that they tried to really incorporate the people and they, if this movie, if Meg's movie came out in 1998 and was like the first found footage, it would probably be the best one. But the thing is it came out in 2013. So there wasn't that much innovative about it. It just, and like I had seen it before we did, I'd seen it already before this mm-hmm. so on a second mm-hmm. watch it's completely laborious like the the payoff yeah. is not enough to make me want to sit around for it suburban sasquatch is it is not a good <laughs> film it is not a good bigfoot <laughs> movie it's not but it is no a magic unicorn <laughs> that you just keep going back to like you right. you, you it, there's always something to pick out from it yeah and yeah it's like the room, yeah. Or something yeah, it's like, like the that. room. Yeah. It's like Neil Breen films. It's like mm. Bird yeah. De- uh, Demic's too fucking boring, but yeah, it's like these. It's like these magical films. Uh, who's the other one? I think it, I think her name's DeAndre or DeAndra. She's like mm. uh, she she's the rare female version of all these guys, but she makes her own films and music videos that are incomprehensible. And yeah. we'll get, maybe we'll get the one one day, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I have to vote for Suburban Sasquatch because I'm going to watch it again. I'm going like it. It is. It's so fucked up and crazy, and like it has its own value. Willow Creek. I know the ins and outs, and I just it's not worth going back to again. Yeah, yeah. it's a Wait. pleasure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the the sound design both sucks on both films, mm. but one person has an excuse. Bobcat Goldthwait doesn't have an excuse to dip into the. Lo- <laughs> The lion dot one dot wave file. <laughs> Whatever you say, Steve. You know, I hear you and I understand. If you need to talk more yeah. later, we can. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, Meg, what are you doing? Um, I actually like, I mean, from, I knew going in, like, that I was going to go to a specific movie um, <laughs> because for many reasons. But I wanted to, like, exists a lot but i felt i don't know i'm trying to like break it down there were many things that i did like i liked that it actually had like some jump scares like liked that it had like this more aggressive take on bigfoot than i mean not that suburban sasquatch did it and not that mine didn't but i felt like like i compared it to the zombies where it's like we got these fast zombies like i thought it was cool and it actually was a little mm-hmm. scary um 
but I still am going to go Suburban Sasquatch because solely because of how entertained I was watching it. It is a pleasure of a movie, <laughs> um, boys and girls. And everyone's, listen, you're fishing with dynamite with Suburban Sasquatch because how can you not like it? If somebody watched that and was like, I'm, I did not enjoy myself, I would be like, I don't think we can be friends. <laughs> like, how is this not? I didn't say every part of it was riveting, but it is just, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I am going to say, I actually, I... I enjoy both these movies kept my attention. I had no I had no qualms about any, any, either of them. I think the one thing about Willow Creek was and I thought I had seen Willow Creek before, but I but I didn't. Mm. This was a first time watch for me. Um, you wanted a payoff and I am OK with a slow burn. I am OK with a movie that like all the action happens in the last 15 minutes. Like I am uh, I am a. Uh, 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 a glutton for punishment in that mm -hmm. way and there were I, there were some cool tense scenes but I really needed to see me a squatch at some point and uh, and so it's one of those movies where you walk away going ah felt like something was missing there it felt like a little bit of a of a of, of maybe a cash I don't say cash grab because I'm doubt it made a lot of money but it was definitely felt like a oh let's the iron is starting to cool let's strike it one more time mm -hmm. real quick you know what I mean um whereas exists I thought had a great costume yes was it slow at times sure I really couldn't stand the fucking guy with the gun that said, bro, every five seconds, <laughs> he was really a problem for me. Um, but you got a good Sasquatch. You got a really good monster performance, which I'm always like, even if everything else sucked about the movie, which it didn't. But if I can get a good monster performance, I'm I'm in. Uh, and this one had that. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with exists. Sure. Sure, Brian. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> but, yeah, it's our, it, my only hope was that Meg was so turned off by suburban Sasquatch, like you know, some some way, just like I don't yeah. know, I don't I don't know what what it have been, but it just you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the yeah the the noise like sh she's allergic to some you sometimes know, chaos wins giant guys. Sasquatch tits um, I don't know sometimes chaos wins. <laughs> Yes, and I have proven that two consecutive showdowns, boys and ghouls. <laughs> so your boy is keeping that strap for another month. And if you recall, last time around, I won uh, in a, a, a grimy, down and dirty showdown <laughs> where we all picked bad mm -hmm. movies. And I won. But um, my, and my, then thing, I, my thing was, I, I was hoping Brian didn't know about Suburban Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> that was the. Why would I not know about Suburban Sasquatch? I don't Suburban know. Sasquatch? Well, you don't know about all the Bigfoot films. <laughs> that's so. true. That's true. Um, so anyway, I I um, I picked a a relatively easy film for my my quote unquote punishment movie that time around. This time around, I earned it fair and square, guys. I, I went up in a David and Goliath story. I brought it home <laughs> once again. So this time around, we have talked about it enough. We have teased it enough. We are going with uh, the Boxer's Omen for the the uh, which Steve has seen. I have, no, I, I have, have not. I have introduced it. Steve, you had 
Hey, you saw it for the first time recently, right? Or were you familiar with that film? Oh, no. It was like when previous. you started talking about it. I was like, what the yeah, fuck yeah. is Brian watching? <laughs> yes. Um, Meg has not seen it yet. You are Correct. in for a treat. It is free on YouTube. Um, I <laughs> oh, do not think oh, it even shit. has graced the the the, um, the the sacred pages of Tubi yet, but hopefully it will be soon. Uh, so we're going to get into that some bitch on this next year mini-zone, you guys. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, all right. Uh, with that being said, anything else we need to talk about on the next movie? We'll 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 talk about that on the showdown, or I mean, on the the uh, the the punishment episode, and then pretty soon after that, we will be spinning that damn wheel again for May. Which I mean, May we're a whole way into spring, guys. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? Halfway. It's almost Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so. If you haven't already, follow us on the social medias. Just go ahead and type in Halloween's Forever somewhere and you will find us. If you have suggestions for minisodes or showdown episode topics, throw us uh, throw them our way and we will put them in that damn wheel before we spin it for the month of May. Um, yeah. Anything else? Nope. Uh, you know. Nope. That's uh, it. No. That's it. Yeah. Guys, bask in it. Soak it up. <laughs> Soak you it know, up. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a very cold shower. Yes, after because this. because those big giant hairy Sasquatch tits got you so <laughs> revved up. Is that why? Because uh, that's what happened to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, boys yeah. and girls, for the Halloween is forever crew. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. See you around. Bye bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>